0: On location at the game, Celtics beat the Bulls 123-119. Uh Bobby Manning is joining us as well, possibly Sherrod Blakely. Jimmy Toscano um does not work weekends, but that's cool. It's in his contract. <laughs> is that true? I thought he just said that. Jeez. I don't know. He doesn't work, he doesn't work weekends. Um, it's all good. Uh anyway, so um this is good. Uh they needed one of these. Um Lost to the Bulls the first time they played them. Lost twice to the Cavs. Um, you wanted to kind of win one of these games against a competitive team. Uh, and it was a competitive game. Kind of one you felt like the Celtics could have maybe possibly put away. They didn't. Um, let them hang around there. Uh, Vucevic there just kept knocking down threes and keeping it close. to DeRozan. The DeRozan foul stuff was friggin' obscene tonight. Yeah. But no, anyway, it, um, it is what it is. But big game. Uh two things stood out to me. Uh I got two headlines. Number got? one um well let me see what the final tally was cuz I don't want to jump the gun. It Oh, it, it was a t- gap. It was a gap. No, no, no. It, no. The, the, at first the Celtics only attempted 12 threes to start. So there was oh, cle- okay. cle- clearly a bit of an emphasis on not um because you know, jacking as many threes as they were. They have a, yeah. a, a among I the fewest. Points in the paint, you know, in, in the NBA, I think they are bottom three, bottom two. Um, and they ended up with 31. It's still below their average of 40. They didn't shoot it well. Tatum didn't shoot it well at all. Uh, but they got to the free throw line 39 times, um, you know, and 20 of them for, uh, for Tatum. So despite the fact that he shot really, he was really cold from three and from really everywhere, he got to the line a ton. He's the only starter in plus territory. The other thing that stood out for me, uh was uh who was closing the game uh for the celtics marcus smart came in for defensive purposes and yes he picked up his fifth foul with six and a half minutes to go but it was brogdon and white that were there down the stretch For better or for worse, because the Celtics kind of let a lead slip away there a little bit. I know what
2: you're you're getting man.
0: I'm just saying that's a thing people wondered if it would be okay to do. Meaning, does Joe have the balls to be able to uh, tell Marcus, I'm going with these guys. Brogdon was clearly the hot hand. Taking him out of the game I think would have been silly. He was one of the guys that kept – helping getting the ball into the paint, the way he was finishing, just the way he can, you know, kind of work the angles and get his shot off around the rim there. It's just invaluable. Uh, and he did it. And then smart came in and to his credit, Made a couple of winning plays there, um, you know, uh, keeping a ball alive on the offensive rebound where Tatum ended up with it. Right. Uh, he made some big plays in, in the minute or so that he got to close in there. It was just interesting that they did that.
2: Yeah, I noticed that too, John. I thought that was really interesting because you, you can't help but think about the last game, right? The, the shot that he, the, the one attempt that everyone was talking about from about Marcus Smart was the one that a lot of people think may have cost him the game. So I, I mean, I don't right. think that's the reason that Joe Mazzullo went with that lineup to end the game. I think he was just feeling out what was best for the team in that situation. And when the way Malcolm Brogna was playing, I think that that was a, a no-brainer. But then the Derek White part of it, I think he wants to build more confidence in Derek White. I thought Derek White, you know, played a, really a decent game, played an okay game. But when it comes to knocking down those shots, like you talked about it, right? He's got to knock down shots. I think he wanted to give him a spot there to see if he could build more confidence because he knocked down a few of those today. And I, I thought that, um, yeah, look, to his credit, that's not an easy call to make. Most coaches they stick with Marcus and, and, and Brogdon probably to finish the and,
0: and, finish the game. And I understand it. I understand he had five fouls. Uh, and I mentioned that. So it's not, not we're too, not yeah. we're not ignoring it, but a player gets his fifth foul with six minutes to go. There's not much more you can save him for at that point. If you right. wanted to, you pull him for a couple of minutes and you let him finish out the last three or four, but that's not what happened. He didn't come back in until they wanted to go offense defense, which is interesting because That's kind of what you wanted there. You got Brogdon running the point, White playing off the ball, um, and Marcus came in for defensive purposes only uh, on that position where they like to kind of start him off on Vucevic. They they have him start on the big uh, there, and that's what he he kind of did. But he came up big in the minute plus that he came back. But I'm not ignoring the fact that he had five fouls. I just think it's interesting that they did say we might offense-defense this thing instead of just saying Marcus is our guy.
2: Right. Right, which I think most coaches would have done, even if he does have five fouls that they well, look, we're here to close this game out. And you, you have to credit obviously the Chicago Bulls for hanging around because they did it all game. But with that being said, the Celtics were there's showed a lot of discipline. You know, they didn't resort to chucking threes like you talked about. You can tell that the clear game plan was to was to attack and look for the open shot and they did that. But they also survived the a, a, a you know, a big push from the from the Bulls that seemed like they weren't going away. There were always like a couple of uh, you know, couple of plays behind and, and the Celtics showed a lot of discipline and making sure that they, they protected that lead and they did it slipped away at some parts but in that fourth quarter I thought they were really dominant
0: yep um Sherrod Lickley joining here from the garden a noisy garden oh my god guys I don't know if we're going to be able to do this we might have to relocate you but um uh Sherrod we were talking a little bit here um about the closing lineup and yes Marcus Smart had five fouls um but Um, they went with Brogdon and white again for better, for worse. Some of that lead slipped away, but Brogdon was playing really, really well. It's just something we talked about whether they would ever do is get away from Marcus, whether Joe kind of, would allow himself to do that. And he did. He stayed with the hot hands. Derek White didn't have a great offensive game, but he had two key buckets there uh, uh, down the stretch. And uh, Brogdon was uh, immense. Probably outside of Tatum, most important person on the floor for the Celtics tonight. Uh, And then Marcus came in on an offense-defense situation when when they needed it, which, again, is smart and it's good coaching and play the hot hand. I just didn't know whether or not uh, Joe would do that. And he did. I, I think
1: this is part of Joe's evolution into being an NBA head coach. Figuring out what you need to do in the moment and not playing the what-if game afterwards. Uh, I, I thought it was it was great strategy that when you look at the way that Brogdon was playing and I thought that in this particular game Derek White I think was a better fit for them by and large down the stretch than Marcus was. Now it could be very well be different in the next game out where Derek White's on the bench or Malcolm's on the bench. But the point is Joe was starting to figure out how to utilize his lineup in the most effective way. Uh, And that, again, that's part of his evolution into being an NBA head coach.
0: Yes. And, and, and I don't think that nobody, I, I don't think there's any reason to start the Brogdon's got to start, you know, drum. I love him with that second unit because what happened tonight, the other big story of the game is the second unit is what won that game. That unit with Brogdon, Tatum, Hauser. God, I can't believe I'm going to say it. Cornette. this was cornet's great this was his best
1: game as a selfie give it up to luke Cornette. he actually contributed in a positive way at both ends of the floor i thought uh yeah. and then again you got to give it up to him he he made the most of his minutes in this particular game so absolutely kudos to, I'm, I'm i think bobby's running somewhere around here running a victory lap or two uh for the luke's game uh i haven't seen him in a while but uh
0: the bench unit with those guys, with Grant and one of the, and one of the starters, it was Tatum mainly, um, I believe, uh, that was, uh, that's the difference. If Every single Celtic starter was a minus tonight except for Tatum. Uh, and I think that's because he was running with those twos there, and they, they played extremely well. So, I mean, uh, you know, the, the bench stats, that's it, man. Forty four, You know, 41 points. I mean, look at those numbers. I mean, dare we say phenomenal? We say it. Even on mute, we say it. I don't know if it was phenomenal. It was very good. Very good. I don't
1: think it was phenomenal. Because uh, the Celtics, you know, they, they came into this game, their second unit averages about 33 points a game, which is like 17th in the league. But they only give up, I think, around 20 or so points. They have one of, if not the best, bench-scoring defense in the league. So their margin in terms of point differential is pretty high. But obviously today was a little bit more than normal bottom line is john to your point the second unit was was they were the ones that got him this victory i don't even think it's even debatable
0: right and so that was big i mean tatum being tatum tatum uh you know taking the ball to the rim drawing a ton of fouls it was super important and charad something we mentioned early um you know the 31 threes they only had 12 in the first half they averaged 40 i don't know whether that was a point of emphasis i don't know whether joe talked about that before the game i wasn't there um but I, I felt like it was something that they decided, you know, we're jacking a ton of threes right now. We might be getting a little bit lazy. We might have to get away from that a bit because they got away from it a little bit, um, certainly in the first half. And, you know, they shot about their average in that second half. But, uh, you know, they got to the line. They got to the line a ton, 39 free throw attempts. Um, I lost you. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's coming back. There he is. Um which was big uh you know big so i don't know if that's something that they you know they 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 did on purpose but it worked which person wants to unmute their crazy uh bull gang uh Stuff right now. (laughs) I thought Josue was chatting.
1: with Sorry about that. No, the the fact that they're figuring out ways to win and not relying on the same blueprint to do it, I think is a major positive and sign of growth for these guys. They need to do this if they're going to have any kind of season similar to what they had a year ago.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Is it less loud where you are, Uh, Josue? Why don't you talk a little bit? You got to get it off mute, though.
1: That would help, Joe Suede. That would
0: help.
2: <laughs> you know when you mute somebody, I can't unmute that, right? Like I am you. No, no, I got you got did.
0: You, I, you.
2: I tried to talk like seven minutes ago, but anyways, um, th- yeah. Look, I, I think that was clearly a point of emphasis, and it's not because of oh you guys shoot too many threes. I think it was just. The result of coming off of a loss, like especially overtime loss, you know, one that they could have that, that slipped through their fingers, essentially. So I thought they went back to the to the, uh, the fundamentals like Joe likes to always talk about, right? The fundamentals and, and executing, which has uh, been a point of emphasis he's been talking about since day one. So I think the Southern did a really good, good job of doing that. They didn't go outside of the game plan and they um they they, they hung they, they stuck with it. You know, uh, the Bulls hung around. They, they made sure to the free throw line. Obviously, um, Jason Tame had a lot to do with that. But I think also the execution is, is, is the result of that as well. Like that's a result of you know these guys showing a lot of poise out there.
0: Yeah. The Garden Report, as always, is brought to you by Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting free contests, and live scores and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events. Bet NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. So head right over to betonline.ag. Join now. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Once again, betonline.ag. That's where the action is. 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. CLNS50 is the promo code. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, no doubt about it. The uh um the other thing I wanted to mention is uh the Hauser uh we we talked about the minutes, right? And like I think he's essential because of what he can do and he can shoot and all of those things. But uh what I do believe uh is uh something we can't ignore is he does not look lost on defense and in fact he actually made a couple of decent defensive plays I thought he uh, a couple times he actually manned up Levine and made him take a difficult shot Um, he is not an obvious liability I guess if that's you know one way to put it he's holding his own which is as much as you could have hoped for and this is what kind of bugs me about the narrative behind why he couldn't play last year because so many of us are sitting there screaming why don't you play the guy who basically is an 80 shooter from three like you're dying for shooting my goodness and uh We were led to believe that if you put him out there on defense, like the world, the world would come to an end, like people's faces would melt and like everything would go horribly wrong. You can't play this guy. Defense, 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 defense or Ime system. He can't be out there. Switch, switch, switch. Well, you know what? It's fine. He's okay. He's fine out there, you know. And and he hits shots, and that's what you need sometimes. It's okay. Not everybody has to be a lockdown defender to be able to play in Boston. I don't know why this 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 myth exists that like, well, he can't defend. Shooting is important. Sometimes having guys and specialists who just do one thing is valuable, and he does it really well. And he's not killing himself on defense.
1: I think one of the problems John last year was I don't think he was confident enough in himself. That he could hold his own defensively, I think that was his biggest issue out there. He didn't. Wow, look at that little little ph- photo bomb there. I'm not even gonna did, say his name.
0: Did the um, Celtics authorize that? I don't. I don't know if that's allowed. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I guys, don't know. The fans know. The fans know what that was. <laughs>
1: But, no, I just – I don't know if he was confident enough, John, to be out there and not crap in his pants when he got out there defensively. This year, there's no question about it. He feels he belongs, and he feels he belongs, and he doesn't have to make shots to stay out there. The, the way that he's moving, and as you pointed out, John, defensively, I think, he's, I think he's, he's more than held his own out there.
0: Facts, dog. I totally agree. Um, the um, Hold on one second. Sorry, guys. All right. Uh, program note. Done. Th- 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 done with the chairs. So we're good. Ugh, no thank no more noise in the background. Yes, I love that. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, so th- that was terrific. I don't want to get into necessarily like what's not working right now, um, but I- I'll get into a little. I thought Jalen had another rough game um, tonight, um, uh, dif- def- defensively, he's having a really tough game. And he's just driving to nowhere more often than he used to. Um, more, Just more than you want to see. He seemed much more in control in the preseason. Um, uh, and more, you know, just kind of in command of what he was trying to do offensively. And uh, last few games in the regular season, he looks like he's kind of trying too hard or just searching for it or forcing the issue. Uh, kind of driving, you know, with w- without much of a purpose that being said he also finishes a lot um and he does get where he wants to go and that's something they need but it's always that kind of give and take with Jalen which is he has to play super super fast in order to kind of get where he wants to go but when he plays super fast he's sometimes out of control doesn't really know where he is gets up in the air and gets himself in trouble um so I felt like he kind of forced a little bit tonight
2: yeah I saw a lot of that I actually sat next to Sharad during the game and I pointed that out to him I said man when he does that that he doesn't even have a a play in mind. It seems like when he, and, they in the say, air, and then he yeah. turns and looks like who's, who can I, who can I throw this off to? Like, it's just, that's not going to work. And now it's getting to the point where teams are ready for that. They, they know that like they, they game plan for Jalen as well is, is Tatum, you know? And, and I think he's gotta be, he's gotta be a lot more decisive on those, on those possessions. You can't just go in there and hope that the referee bails him out or that he makes like a, a, a tough handed layup, a tough, you know, left-handed layup sometimes.
0: And, and, you know, when it doesn't happen that way, it, it usually results in a turnover so and i and i know he was sick but like the other thing you can do when you're sick is like take it easy um you know you don't have to you don't have to go bananas out there um you know it's just a matter of control it just felt like he was lacking it a little bit tonight um so you know just something i wanted to kind of sort of keep an eye on um with uh with him because, you know, the, the big predictions, everybody was like, this is the year, this is the year he steps up to the Tatum level. This is the year he possibly surpasses Tatum, you know, and, uh, you know, it's yeah, actually we really,
2: gone. we really it, jumped it, the gun on that one. Huh?
0: Well, it's gone in the other direction because Tatum's playing yeah. some of his best ball, um, you know, ever, really, just to start a season right now. Right. Uh Let's talk about Tatum. What did you like tonight, uh, Sherrod? I, I love the fact that Tatum even
1: though he didn't shoot the ball particularly well, he was finding other ways to step up and contribute. You know, a double another double-double for him. Uh, did a good job, I thought, of finding his teammates. I think he had like six assists. And that's, to me, that's what the superstars of the NBA are able to do. They're able to have crappy nights shooting the ball, but still put their imprint on the game. And again, I thought he did that not only in terms of his points when they needed him, but also with his overall presence at both ends of the floor. Because Tatum is, is evolving into a really – Really impactful defender came into this game averaging like 1.4 blocks a game, and they're going to need that type of double two way play in Tatum in order to win. You you love top five Tatum, but two way Tatum is even better.
2: But that's the thing (laughs) that's the best, that's the best, Tatum right there.
0: We talked about it last year, you know, and this is something I always said I never understood Tatum's bad games because the best players their bad games are like 8 for 24 but they still find a way to get 26 points 27 points and you know nine rebounds blah 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 But that right. Tatum just had too many of those like you know two for i three mean just for, 3 for yeah. 17 yeah and and just kind of like completely disappear um which I never really fully understood, but this was one of those where he didn't shoot well, but he got to the line. He got, he got an insane amount of rebounds um, and, you know, he was passing the ball really well. So again, it was a, you know, all around, these are the, these should be Jason Tatum's off nights, games like this, um, you know, right. uh, where, where, where last year, his off nights, he was borderline a detriment to the team. Uh, he had those bad shooting nights it affected every aspect of his game. Uh, that wasn't the case tonight. And to his credit, I will say I'm seeing way less, way less. And you guys are there so you can, you can track it better. Way less like shoulder slump after yeah, a miss I sort that, of stuff. Yeah. Way less like. Uh, you know, just kind of slow to get back up the court. I'm not seeing that at all this year.
2: Yeah, well, this this game in particular, I didn't see any. I don't know, Sherrod, Maybe maybe I missed a couple, but I didn't see much. Him, you know, him complaining to the referees and you know shrugging off calls. If anything, he he was frustrated with himself when he missed a couple of layups. Even though someone, uh, I think Jalen got a putback, but he was a little hard on himself. But I just think it's it's a sign of his of, of his of him maturing as a player. Honestly, the way he's reading the defense now. The way he's not panicking to to quick jump shots or trying to take match to his own hands, he's just reading the flow of the defense. It seems like, and especially in this game against the Chicago Bulls, where again this team wasn't going away. You know, I feel like the old Tatum would have resorted would have resorted to okay, I, I got to hit a couple of threes here to get us out of this. You know, and you also have to credit the, the the second unit, which you talked about as well, like the bench. Malcolm Brogdon, man, this I don't think they win without him. I mean, he was almost equally as important as as Tatum, but. Again, the way he's reading the defense, I think that's how he was able to get to the free throw line and, and absorb that contact, and knew exactly which which uh, which lanes to, you know, to find teammates and also which lanes to attack.
0: Uh, Michael put it out here uh, in the super chat. Thank you very much, Michael. But the uh, Brogdon, um, should he start again? We kind of addressed this oh, a little earlier.
2: The bench my, needs him.
0: My, our, my general thought, and I, I think uh, Josue's thought here is um he's so good with that bench unit and the bench unit is the reason you won today but again closing lineups what you do there i think that's totally in play you know um in, in terms of uh you should play the hot hand and I, I i think tonight was that case where brogdon was playing well yes smart drew his fifth foul um but uh He had to stay in the game. And if he didn't, that would have been a mistake. I think it was really uh, the right call by Joe. And I think it's just something you have to, uh, you know, fully consider uh, going forward is just playing that hot hand and not worrying necessarily about whose feelings you might hurt or whatever. Uh, But we really do like him a ton. I do think coming off of uh, coming off of the bench there because just the way he's able to control it. I mean, how bad was that last year? You just see when, when the starters would go out, the, I mean, uh, you, you'd you look at those units on the floor, Joe Sway and be like, where are the points coming from? Best You're thing right. about Brogdon isn't just, he's uh, you know, he's able to handle the basketball is uh, he just scores on his own. I mean, you just, right. we have more guys. There's more guys on the team this year who can get the ball to the basket Uh, than there have been in a while, just with Jalen Tatum's commitment to it. And then Brogdon, Brogdon's the best of all of them, I think. Um, Just his body control, the way he uses, you know, the defenders leverage against them. He's just great at it. So his ability to create offense. And again, this goes back to what we talked about with Marcus a lot last year playmaking playmaking is more than just passing playmaking is your ability to make all sorts of plays and brogdon just makes lots of plays because he can do so many things he can get to the basket how many times did he get that little fake the drive jab step short pull up that's money a couple you had one on the baseline that's great he can shoot the three he he's an offensive threat somebody you have to account for to score from anywhere on the court in addition to the fact that, and he's got a very tight handle, in addition to the fact that he can, you know, uh, work as a distributor as well, it's just something they haven't really had. Yeah, I
2: mean, it's like what I said, you know, a couple of days ago. It's like Brogdon can score 20 plus every night if he wants to, but I just think he, what his job is right now is just to enhance the offense at any given moment when he checks into the game, give them instant energy, but also make sure that everyone's on the same page. And I think that he, he did that, he did that in a big way in, in this game against the Bulls, man. You got, you know, DeRozan flirting with the 50-piece. 50, 50 piece. You got, you know, guys guys getting into their, their groove. You know, the Bulls got into that 8-0 run. And, and he just calms things down, whether it's him scoring. And, again, he's reading the defense. It's almost as if he's seeing things two steps ahead. Like, he knows what the Bulls are going to do. And, or at least he, he's reading things a, a different way that it seems like for the rest of the unit. And he's leading them. You know, I, I just think that that stuff is contagious. And especially with guys who have been on this team. You know, if they were here last year, they, they've been through it. And, and you you plug him in there with Grant Williams and, and and other guys, you know Sam Hauser. I just feel like he's continuing to to develop as a shooter. He's going to continue yeah. to get more confident. And, and these are guys that are going to essentially lead this bench unit. You know, especially those three guys. You know, when you look at the rest of the the, the rest of the um, the bench, it really thins out after that, right? Yeah. And We were talking about that last season a lot, just how thin this bench truly is. Well, I mean, credit to Grant. You know, he's off to a good start, especially what he's doing on the outside shot and you know, there's other stuff that I I want him to get better at, but for, for the most part, he's been he's been solid. And yeah. and, and the, the 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 addition of Brogdon, you know, it's just it, it pushes this team to a different
0: level, especially against against top tier talent like 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 the Bulls, or any so other team. people always make this an anti-smart thing, and it's not. If you say nice things about other people, is not a referendum on smart. The issue, not the issue with smart. The narrative around Marcus Smart was always Marcus Smart does a lot of things well. Marcus Smart is not a perfect basketball player. There are certain situations where a person who had a different set of skills than Marcus Smart would be beneficial to the Celtics. People get so triggered if you point out what Marcus is not. Um, yeah. We know what he's not. The point being is you want Marcus to be the thing that he is as much as possible and not try to be something else. He right. was as he was an absolutely capable point guard for the team last year, but it doesn't mean he's the end all be all. And it doesn't mean other people can't bring other things to the table. The Celtics saw this as a need. They immediately addressed it. They went and they got a playmaking point guard, a more offensive minded point guard, just so that person can do that. And then Marcus can be winning plays Marcus, which is what you want him to be. Okay. I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's miscast as point guard, but is it really offensive to Marcus Smart to say he's not a terrific shooter. He's not a person who can create his own offense. No, it's a fact yeah, and right. it's okay. But when Mark, well, Marcus does Marcus things, that's great. You get right. Why can't everybody be part of this? It doesn't have to be one or the other. Well, every player has yeah.
1: – no, I was just, just going to say every player has some flaw, something about their game that is not great, and Marcus is no exception to that. The thing that you got to, I mean, think about it. I mean, Malcolm Bronco had a great game offensively, but if you need a stop at the very end of the game, are you going to look at him? or Are you going to look for Marcus to make that play? you're going to look for Marcus and that doesn't mean Brogdon's is a bad defender it just means that Marcus's strength in that particular moment is greater than Malcolm's, just like Malcolm I think is a more versatile scorer which we saw his ability to finish at the rim his ability to run an offense those are things that he's very good at Marcus not quite as good as Malcolm but that doesn't mean he doesn't have significant value for this team
2: right and what he does is again he, he enhances the offense so when he came to when, when this when this trade went down with the Celtics I was the signing rather I'm thinking he's going to help Marcus. He's going to make him better on that end of the floor. I mean, the defensive player of the year, you know, obviously that's his strong side, but offensively I'm like, man, he's going to make sure that he's, you know, crossing the T's and dotting the i's because obviously he's got respect for Malcolm Brogdon as a player, who he is. They're very similar in that regard in the sense of what they do on defense. But also I think that he was looking, looking at it as man, we needed a guy like that. You know, this is only going to make us better. Let's be the best defending backcourt in the NBA. So I, I always looked at it that way. And, and looked at his his marcus or malcolm rather coming off the bench being that sixth man but also someone that could really you know put his his fingerprint at the end of the game when something really just didn't have someone like that last year
0: and tonight was it and even the other night where you know bobby was kind of you know not getting on him but he mentioned like he had a rough third quarter he missed some shots at the rim i like that he's still taking i like that he's still getting to the rim that's the thing um That's just what he does. He's consistent in his game. He knows what he does. He always plays within himself. He knows what he does well. uh, And he does it extremely well. And Josue, like you said, he absolutely could shoot. Uh, He could score 20 plus points a game um, if he wanted to. Um, It's just not a thing that's necessarily uh, required of him on this team. But if you if you think if Tatum or Brown missed a spell and Brogdon had to step up, you don't think he'd average 25 points during that during one of those guys' absence because it was at him? Of course he would. He totally would. would. He yeah. totally would. He you totally know? would.
1: And, and, that, and let's be real. I mean, that's a luxury they did not have last year. They didn't yeah. have a guy that they could just throw out there knowing that he could easily be a 20, 25-point score if given an opportunity to play significant minutes. And and, and you, know, I, I give Malcolm a lot of credit for embracing his role because if you know – I let me mean, think about it. You know you can average twenty points in this league, and yet they don't really need that from you. Uh, they need you to, to contribute whenever your opportunity presents itself. And I give Malcolm a lot of credit. He does not force the action. He does not seem as though he's trying to get numbers or trying to, you know, put his imprint on the team. He's just he's just balling. That's all yeah. he's doing. He's just he's just balling.
0: And that's what happens is you you get to the, you get to that age right around now, and you're like you know, twenty nine thirty, and you've been in the league for a while and, and you got no
1: championships to show you, for your you damn got time. nothing.
0: And you're just like, I'll do whatever, you know Um at that point, you know, y- 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 you start to think, I-, I don't know. I don't know if it's coming ever. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta latch onto the right team in the right situation here right. and I'll do whatever they want, you know, and that's fine, right. which is great. I mean, and that's what you want. I mean, that's what you want you know, if you have a team like the Celtics that made it to the finals, that's who you want to bring in here. You know, this, this obsession with, uh, you know, the, 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 the Beals and the third, you know, superstar and this and that, like you really want a guy to come in here who wants to get his buckets. Mm. You just want a guy who wants to come in here and be like, just show me what to just tell me what you want me to do. And I'll go do that. And um, I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean, look at the, look at the situation with the Lakers right
0: now. Right. Like, they traded their chips, the big,
2: the big chips for Anthony Davis, which obviously everyone can look at and say, okay, I understand why they did that. But the Russell Westbrook thing, it's like we went a little too far there. You, you don't have to have another big three just because that's the way LeBron has wins his championships. You know, like, I think that was a big part of it. But you know, you look at everyone's role in this Celtics team, and and the, what what happened in the NBA Finals. Like we talked about this, right? We're like breaking is, news.
0: Breaking gonna be news. some guy. What you got? The, the arbella screen behind jason behind the celtic's press conference area you know in the in the press room just fell on jason tatum oh man <laughs> <laughs> out for 2 to 4 weeks oh. somebody's getting no. <laughs> them. concussion protocol oh, man. <laughs> I got to interview you. who who put the who put the
2: step and repeat together let me go check let me go find out what's going on here let's oh. go to the video
0: let's go to yeah. the video i i'll someone's, get it serious. someone's
2: getting someone's getting getting in trouble uh, our
0: it. our wonderful video producer amit um uh you know the guy who holds clns together uh is he really uh, does <laughs> is he he really does is there and he uh he reported from the press room right now um so yes thank you thank you uh, but no uh, what i was going what, what i was saying was i mean right, right
2: after game six You know, talking to to Bobby right here on the floor, I'm like, man, this is someone's watching this game and thinking I can help those guys. You know, I can I can be the missing. I'm the missing piece that that they need. And it was Malcolm Brogdon. And he was very open about that during the offseason or at least after he was during the press conference saying he technically had a choice. And he said, man, I want to go to Boston. I like those guys. That's the team for me. Like that's the that's the kind of uh, a, a team I want to play for.
0: If I if I really want to win a championship at this stage. Of, of yes, my and and we would like to send Aaron Nismith to Indiana in order to get you. That's what we would like to do. Oh, what okay. a steal,
2: man! Neesmith you know, is you know looking at that deal, just like really Indy, really. That's Neesmith, Malcolm
0: Brogdon. Nismith playing some minutes. He's doing he's doing his best. And so's Romeo. Romeo's so, actually starting. Romeo has been starting since uh since the primo since the incident. Three,
1: since, the, since the three or four guys ahead of him went down with injuries and they <laughs> made a trade. But oh, so they're
2: really, they're really tanking down to San Antonio. Went down with is, uh, injuries. I mean yeah. when you got the when you got the <laughs> greatest prospect since LeBron, you know, on deck, Popovich is like, man, we're not this isn't a drill, guys. We, we've been through this before. <laughs> Remember that guy, Tim Duncan? Like, we we did this, so, you know, we could do this again. Oh, don't don't say drill! Don't say drill
1: around Popovich. He's still reminiscing about that forty-three point ass whipping they took like last week.
0: It was um, like two days ago. Toronto just beat him like yeah. four-three.
1: Was, was it? Oh god, it felt so much longer than that.
0: Yeah. Oh um, man. Yeah, no, it, it, it's a brutal long season for Pop. Um. So yeah. So anyway, like I said, I yeah, I'm 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 down with I'm down with whatever rotations work. It, you know, throw ego aside. Brogdon was great tonight um and uh and uh it it was interesting again you know some people might go as far as to say smart was benched i just again there it's not it's not that guys you're getting rob williams rob williams is rob williams is probably healthy the third most important uh player on the team and there's times when he's not in a closing lineup because it it calls for something else it's okay the best thing about having a versatile lineup with lots of different players is you get to mix and match aftatum and brown anybody can close, right? Theoretically, Absolutely. when Absolutely. you have the whole team out there, any combination of the remaining guys that would include Grant, Derek, White, Brogdon, all of those guys can be in a closing lineup depending on the situation, who's playing well, the matchups, and it would be okay. Absolutely yeah. would be okay. So it's, it's not a- it's not an indictment on any one person. It just is what it is. It's a good thing.
1: No, and I, I, I give Joe Mazzula a lot of credit for just figuring it out and, and not just sticking to, you know, the tried and true formula. Uh, he went with the guys who were getting it done down the stretch, and, and that's that's refreshing to see. Too many damn coaches re- pretend as if the hot hand doesn't exist, as if I've got to go back to this antiquated way that we've played from the very beginning of the game, and that's what I need to close with. No, he actually played the lineup in the moment that was getting it done. And, and again, qu- kudos to Joe Mazzula for,
0: for getting it done. And kudos to Joe Missoula for calling a timeout uh, to stop a run, which yes. he did tonight. And Joe was not stingy with his timeouts, and I and I like that. two really good ones. Two really yeah. good ones. And, yeah. and
2: right out of that, right out of the timeout, ATO. Who was it? Malcolm Brogdon, straight to the rack, yeah. yeah, and one. And before he could shoot the free throw, Chicago called timeout right away, right away, yeah, okay. exactly.
0: Now we're we're taking a timeout. Right. Um, that's so what that timeouts was great. do. You
2: see, Joe, are,
0: that's what timeouts do. We are also going to take a timeout because we do want to tell you about one of our sponsors here at the Garden oh. Report athletic greens that's called a segue my friends well Uh, done well done smooth as take notes undergrads take notes very smooth (laughs) ag1 we love it we're all here uh super fans of it at the garden report um You know, if uh, you don't have time, but you want to achieve a lot of different things uh, like, you know, gut health, more energy, optimize your immune system. Uh, You don't like taking pills. Uh, You want a supplement that tastes great and kind of does it all at once. Bang. This is it for you again. Why take why take a million different pills and supplements when you can just have one scoop of athletic greens and absorb 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients right into your belly? Uh, and that's it. You're done for the day. You take it in the morning and that's it. That's all you need to do. Um, diet friendly, uh, virtually no sugar in it at all. Uh, widely supported by medical professionals around the world. Uh, thousands and thousands of five-star reviews and testimonials. So again, time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system, convenient daily nutrition, one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health, to make it easy we are going to give you a little gift here at the garden report. Um, go to athleticgreens.com garden, get a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do, as we said, right there is visit athleticgreens.com slash garden. And again, if you're not sure you want to try it, Ask around, see if anybody's done it, pop on the website, do a little reading on your own. Uh, It's worth it. Uh, It's worth checking out uh, if it's something you were thinking of doing and you are interested in, you know, taking care of your health and you really just don't know, like, should I take this? Should I take that? Should I take this combo? Again, you just don't have to think. That's the best part about it. We're all freaking busy. I don't want to do hours and hours of research on 50,000 different things I need to put into my body to get it right. One scoop of Athletic Greens and you're done. Trust me, that's all you need. Um, check it out, uh, guys. Anything else left over from this game before we let Bobby come in and talk about Cornette for the last 20 minutes of the show? <laughs> no, let, no, that's, hey, that's, let, that's great. Let, yeah, let's let Bobby time.
1: let let's Bobby get his get, his, uh, get, get this off because uh, mm-hmm. you know
2: one time only. Yeah, this is like our this is like our stat of the
0: night. Like Bobby's coming in. Bobby's coming in looking for an apology right out of the gate. He's going to be ornery tonight. It's not enough. happening. Yeah, it is not happening.
1: <laughs> Give me 10 points, and then we can start talking about a damn apology, okay?
2: For real. For real. No, yeah, Bobby's hit the double digits. Good, good job not getting – no, I shouldn't say that. Let me
1: start.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, good job not getting dunked on. I thought he, he was going to get dunked He didn't get dunked on tonight. tonight. And he Sobonte, almost – Almost. Sobonte he was-, was giving him the, the eye.
0: Like, man, you stay there one more – four more seconds or so, and he, he almost—he almost dunked. Really proud of him. He was right yeah. there under the rim, and he almost snuck it through. That was like—that was like uh, you know this—the really tall guy who just kind of can't really jump and just kind of rolls it over the top of yeah. the rim. <laughs> you know, he got one of those tonight. Uh, He's the dude was, at the Y. He's the which is really pick, good. game. You know, all right, Bobby's coming in hot in two seconds here, and I'll give him the floor. Hold on one second. Bobby Manning no, Luke, and gentlemen. Played,
2: Luke played a good game, though. Yeah, Luke that's played I, it. We we saved it for it. you,
0: Bobby. We saved yeah. it for you. I shouldn't talk yeah, about it.
1: This is this is all we're I'm not gonna, gonna even mention it. We're not even gonna mention Alex Caruso. If you say
0: the it. words Luke Cornette and Phenomenal in one sentence, I'm off the show. No, how about you're are on? We got him. That counts. That counts, yes. Guys, look at the tape. Caruso got him. So, technically, he did get...
2: He
3: did get oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, but that was on Brogdon. Brogdon was standing in the dust. But, Yo, anyway... As soon as we
2: said that, Bobby goes, that was on Brogdon. <laughs> <team."
3: laughs>
1: <laughs> he was ready I for that. Sure. He was ready so for de- that. So Go ahead, Bobby. Sirach, The floor is yours. Is yours. Talk, talk to us about Luke. He was awesome. He was amazing. He was rock solid. It, Here it,
3: we was, come. It, wasn't, it wasn't It wasn't just about Luke. It was the fact that he could play Luke, uh, Hauser, Grant in uh, together with that whole bench unit for nine straight minutes and feel good about it. Now, you, you bump up Tatum's minutes in this one. He plays with them, and that helps. Uh, but they survive without Brown on the floor, without Horford, without Smart, White, all the different starters. A- and they look like a deep, versatile team that can match up with a really good Bulls bench. I would say the Bulls probably have one of the you 5-10 know, best benches in the league. Uh, you got your Derek Jones and your your Caruso and all the different other guys they bring off there. Uh, so that was great. You'll be able to scale down on some guys minutes with this uh, with that group I think. Uh, you got good performances out of all of them. You know Hauser's 12 for 21 from three now this season. So that shooting's real. He's surviving out there. You've talked about that, John. Like he, he doesn't get killed out there. Not only uh, he that, he actually
0: made a couple of good plays tonight. He's fine. He does the not pass the cornet. Yeah, good. No, but even defensively, he forced Levine into a couple of tough shots. He yeah. doesn't lose his place. He's not getting blown by. He's there. He's competitive. That's the most you're gonna ask for from him. He's competitive on defense, and he's not he's not he's not in bad position. Um, so he's absolutely hanging in there. Uh, which is great. Yeah, his, I, his, I de- I mean, all- his defense yeah. is kind of
1: like officiating. His defense is kind of like officiating. The less you talk about it, the better job you know he did. And when we, talk exactly. about, when we talk about Houser, we hardly ever mention his defense other than the fact that he played solid defense. We don't talk about the mistakes or him getting beat. Because as John pointed out, not only does he compete, but again, he, he, you don't realize that some of the shortcomings that we were led to believe he has defensively ever existed. Um, We just don't see them. We just don't see
0: them. It's not. And again, yeah, he's physically limited. He's not the most athletic guy. He's going to struggle with quicker guys. But again, you know, he hung in there uh, tonight and he has, uh, as Bobby said, it's real, man. I mean, this guy, I fully expect him to shoot. Mid 40s for three for the season. That's just the type of shooter he is. That's what it's, he won't get the volume because he's not going to get the minutes. But this is a guy who's going to knock down a ridiculously high percentage of his three point shots and his release is quick and he got him off. You want what I was concerned with, especially we watched some summer league and it looked like if he didn't have all the space in the world in a couple of those games, he couldn't get that shot off. I'm actually impressed how quickly he's able to get it off with a little bit of a contest. He shot that one over Levine with a hand. Right in his face and he's shooting it confidently i saw you saw him hit the side of the backboard a couple times in vegas when it looked like people were kind of charging at him and he didn't have a clean look so that's a big thing too that we didn't think he did or that he could do be able to get it off quickly and cleanly with uh with a little bit of uh you know uh resistance
2: yeah you know what it's crisp it is and i think a lot of that has to do with his footwork you know he's, he's he's worked on it he's worked on his angles he's worked on how to get behind screens how to release you know, in a timely manner, and and he's been he's been just honestly progressing. You know, right before our eyes, and it's not going to be, you know, one of those Dear. games where he's dropped twenty or something. <laughs> but he's gonna little by little he's getting there. You know, he's getting to the point where he's already shown the comfort in that in, in this position and in, in this role. So it's just all about the reps. You know, and, and and until he can get to a certain point where he's rock solid in that rotation and getting his consistent. 14, 15 minutes, and then it's like, look out. You know, he can just continue to progress from there.
3: I'm yeah. super impressed by what this bench has done so far this year. Plus 19 for their bench is fifth in the league. Uh, I believe they have the highest field goal percentage, 52% from their bench. Highest three-point percentage, 48% from their bench. They're average in scoring, but that's what you- when you have a great starting lineup like this team does and one of the better teams like this group does, that's all you're looking for, right? Is is a bench that's in the middle of the pack that can compete, that can pace leads. Second half, I thought it dropped off a little bit. I think they lost those minutes when that group came in in the second half, but they really did go on a nice run. I think it was plus eight over those nine minutes with uh, Cornette, Hauser. Williams Brogdon and Tatum and you know we're we're burying the lead there I mean this is all about Brogdon setting guys up getting guys touches in different oh, spots yeah. attacking one-on-one tonight this is as aggressive as he's looks so you see the scoring side of him finally three and ones uh, four assists some defensive plays few turnovers but he made up for them just great stuff from him this is exactly what you imagine the peak of his impact looking like
0: so, uh you know, uh just so you're caught up on it, uh what we spent a lot of time on was not only Brogdon's play Bobby, but the fact that and again, we understand that Smart got his fifth foul with 623 to go, but that closing lineup was Brogdon and White in the backcourt uh with with White playing off the ball and Brogdon running the point and Smart came in for defensive purposes after the Celtics had gotten that lead up um which is interesting because Uh, We didn't know if Joe would be able to do that. And we've talked about it. Um, It's not a smart benching. It's just Joe playing the lineup he thought he needed to have out there on the court at that time. And then mixing and matching down the stretch where he brought Marcus in for some defense. He made a couple of big plays. Um, But I liked to see that out of Joe.
3: Yeah, for sure. And it's a good chance to try that, right? It's not, as you said, the foul trouble can be used as a cover there. Because I think that is a tough it's not only a tough coaching decision that you have to navigate there. Like, I think it's going to be tough for all of us to look at it and be like, smart's going to sit down in those spots. Like, you know, you just kind of
0: way at the end of the bench too. And (laughs) I don't know how happy, I don't know how happy he was, but he was (laughs) whatever, you know, he did. And this is what I've been
3: thinking about this whole, obviously it was the first thing you thought about when they acquired him. uh, But I think it's been the back of all of our heads, right? The fact that, There could be nights. There could be a stretch this season. Who knows how long it'll be where Brogdon might be the better option in a game, in a stretch of games. And, you know, White's giving you big plays two down the stretch, the huge three, the charge take under Rosen. So all of a sudden, Smart might be like your third best guy out of those three, and there might not be room for him in that closing lineup. And, again, you have that cover here of the foul trouble, uh, but you got a really good look at that group and that collective, and they played strong.
0: It depends, right? You know, again, it's just an offense defense scenario. The good thing is Brogdon doesn't hurt you defensively, but if you're in a tight game and you need buckets, it's hard to keep Brogdon on the floor off the floor. And that's something you can do, right? You
3: can go offense defense in those situations. They didn't do it tonight, but they could be a game where Well, they pulled out
0: The reason they went defense is they pulled out white because they wanted to play smart on a big, obviously you have capable defenders, both with white and Brogdon. So you're not worried. It's not pulling Isaiah Thomas off the floor. You know uh, you're, you're, you're okay with those guys. They just wanted smarts physicality in there because the bulls were a little bit bigger and that's how they were playing that, but you could live with the other guards in there and hold your own defensively against most teams.
3: Yeah, and that's, you know, you talk about that white smart trade-off. That's the great compromise you can make here is the fact that white's amicable probably is any of those three guys in terms of sitting late in the game. And you probably aren't dreading him not being out there because you get so much defense from smart, you get so much offense from Brogdon, and white's sort of in between those two overall and gives them quality starting minutes. I didn't think white was great in this one. uh, So that worked out. He made some big plays late huge I, I didn't think brown and white had the best games you know i put them uh wrote for bsj tonight in the two down category i put uh, brown and white in there so. brown
0: was down my man he was down but, tonight. but brown they connect down.
3: on they connect on one of the bigger shots of the game so credit to that credit to finishing strong this whole group and i'm sure you guys talked about it for you know 20 minutes but that sequence with smart getting the hand on the ball uh, tatum grabbing it and going up for the free throws uh, with a two point lead there it's it's championship level stuff and and the sort of hustle plays and the sort of intensity you're seeing from tatum uh not only to close that cleveland game on wednesday but here and in other moments early this season it's it's the kind of thing that's going to get him in the mvp conversation just massive numbers but also massive impact while he's out there in a bunch of different areas passing rebounding defense why are the Bulls going to Patrick Williams in crunch time? That was crazy. Big bailout, but
0: uh, he Tatum was, got in there and made a play. He was, he was, uh, Patrick Williams was huge for the Celtics tonight. Mm-hmm.
3: Six <laughs> fouls, two <laughs> huge misses with the game on the line. Yeah. yeah. And Tatum missed he a free he throw. He did. Tatum did miss a free throw that opened up uh, the opportunity for the Bulls there. after 46 points. They couldn't find DeRozan on that. Play.
0: Brogdon, missed, Brogdon missed two free throws tonight. That doesn't happen.
3: No, but you rack up 39 and you take 32.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we liked it. So uh, other This is this other table an table example table of how table. tough
3: the East is going to be. Look at these challenges so far. I even think you've seen the best of the East and you've seen.
0: Are you on yeah. delay, Bobby? You stopped talking? Everything all right? You just stopped. Oh, yeah, I was, yeah. I was saying.
3: I was, I was saying, uh, Chicago, these two games against them, thrillers, and that's the middle of the conference, right? And then I think Cleveland's up in the top tier, but they've given you really tough games so far. You haven't seen Milwaukee. You haven't seen Toronto. Uh, this conference is stacked. You haven't seen Atlanta, Philadelphia. I think we've seen them at their best. This is this is a stacked conference, and these are the kind of games Celtics going to be in night in and night out, so it's good that they're going to be able to stagger their lineups, Give some guys some breaks on certain nights. I feel like Crawford's getting better too. To start this game, I thought he was fantastic. Had some moments throughout, so it looks like he's finding his footing. Brogdon, I don't, I don't think we've even seen him in his most comfortable here. Yeah. So to see this team starting to point in the right direction here, at least offensively, encouraging defensively. I don't know where are you guys at
1: on that. They're yeah, not there yet. They're, they're, no. they're, 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 they're still not there yet. I mean, they still rank in the bottom 10, bottom 12, 13, in almost every significant defensive category. And this team, that's just not who they are. You're not going to win a championship not being a better team defensively. Now, obviously, not having Rob Williams is a big part of that. Uh, and certainly you anticipate they'll be better. But in the meantime, you know, they they, they need the Tatums, the Browns, the horfords to really step their game up defensively, as well as Marcus Smart who I think has been – you know, he's been kind of up and down, I thought, defensively this year. There have been nights where he's been exceptional and other nights where he's just been just bad. And they, they need him to get – be a little bit more consistent uh, with his impact at that end of the floor because that's why he's here. That's the, that's his job.
0: That's what's a little frustrating is it, it this This has the feeling of one of those like, you know, yeah. the, the way they're playing defense right now was last year when you hear press conferences where they'd say things like, we – Need to get better. It's like yeah, talking about here, you know. Like it's like, you know, we. Yeah, it like, you talking about this. No, man. but I hate that. Like you know, I, like right now, like I'm, I think Jaylen, kind of, I think yeah. Jalen's been awful on defense, and I think Marcus is not having a, as good a year. I think he's making some plays, but he's not having the same. I think Horford can be too. I think Horford is also again hey, he's playing way too many needs, minutes. He but He needs help. Come on, look it's not it's not like five it's not one right now, you know whatever was going on, you know what's stronger, five or one, you know right now you're just not getting the same thing you were getting last year when they were connected and playing as that unit, uh, and everything was working off it, and I don't want to put it all on raw, but yes, you're lacking an in interior presence, but individually, I'm seeing guys take too many possessions off that they just didn't really do last year um so what I'll also say is. They're the frigging Eastern Conference champions. They're smart. They understand early season basketball is not where you make your bones. They know it's an 80-something game season. And I understand the concept of saving yourself a little bit. Did we really expect – let's be realistic. They're not playing well well defensively right now. Did we really expect 82 games plus an entire playoff run of the same level of defensive intensity we saw uh, during the second half of last year? I think that's unrealistic. No, right, but, you don't expect that level. They're human, but, I mean, when your best but players you expect, are, all, are required to, to
2: – Yeah. I was just going to say, you didn't expect them to, to, to average, what, 117 – give up 117 to 120 points a night. Dude,
0: look at Golden State. They're playing at. Oh, awful they're defense. terrible right now. Full yeah. defense right now. Awful, okay? These are the yeah. top two defenses in the league last <laughs> year. Yes, you're missing Rob, but, like, Golden State's not – suffering for personnel they're dreadful right now again part of it is just simply like I'll get there when I get there the problem with the Celtics when they behaved that way before it was like but will you you know like you know I'm not convinced you will because you haven't proven everything it's like Tristan Thompson from a couple of years we've got bigger things in mind that's why we've been playing like (laughs) shut up you know you haven't done anything but these guys have done something Uh, and they have shown that they can turn can flip a switch and when they do they're pretty freaking nasty so if they're resting on their laurels a little bit right now early in the year I actually do think that that's excusable I think it's a little insane to expect them uh, to be able to play that level of defense with with your best players playing 37 38 minutes a night uh, and pull that off I think it's asking a lot
3: especially while you're trying some new schemes you're focused on offense for most of camp as they were. And you're seeing these sort of results on the offensive end. I mean, we've all been astounded by the offense to start this year, and it's been pretty consistent through eight games, uh, ranking up in that top 5-10 area. So that's what they needed. That's what we weren't sure if they were going to be able to accomplish this season, even with the Brogdon addition. And they're seeing immediate returns there, which is super encouraging because we know they can defend at the highest level, particularly when Rob gets back. I don't love them hanging on that excuse. And that's something you keep hearing generally from them. Even Horford this morning was talking about how differently they're defending with Rob out and how different his role is. And I think they keep going back to that. Uh, So we know this team can defend without Rob at a high level. We saw it in the playoffs last year. He was out there, but he wasn't quite himself. And then there was the Brooklyn series where he really wasn't out there at all uh, for most of that series. So we know that this group has a higher ceiling on that end. Uh, We know that they have these great wings these dynamic guards, and, you know, even a good bench unit that I think provides some quality defense you don't see many weak links on this defense and so how much much of it is it is effort and how much of it is scheme because i do see them starting to shift away from the scheme that they were starting the year
2: but
0: they but and i agree with what you said i do think i mean they're 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 not switching as much because again i i do think what you said there they don't want horford roaming all over the the court they're not playing double big so they don't have somebody back there to clean it up so they are playing a lot more drop they're staying home a little bit more uh i think a lot of it is just simply they're just It's both. I think it's a little bit of scheme, more emphasis on offense. um, And part of it is you're just not getting the same level of defensive intensity from some of your key players that you were last year. Namely, I think Brown and smart right now, if you're going to call it out. I think Tatum actually is for the most part. um, It has been
3: awesome. Three blocks
0: on Wednesday, some big plays tonight. I I think Tatum has been giving max effort on both ends uh, all year. And I think, you know, uh, you know, luckily it's going okay for them right now, because I think there'd be reason for Tatum to look around the room and get a little frustrated um, that he's not necessarily being uh, uh, reciprocated by everyone out there. And Marcus is a slow start guy. We've seen this a million times before. Um, you know, I'm not, so trying get, you. I'm not trying to get super on him, but I really do think like I, you see him a lot, even physically, he always comes in kind of looking for, okay to start the season <laughs> training camp and i swear by november just by december january his body looks totally different. john's looks always amazing.
3: on body watch uh, but i've Rob told you year, every year marcus
0: year. looks a little i'm like does he look a little? and then he just kind of tightens up pulls it together and then he's a friggin' he's he's just an he's just an animal uh after that so i don't know if this is one of those years where it's just kind of a slow ramp up but you know we'll what are see. you
1: seeing from him Sherrod? Inconsistency. Uh, there are stretches where he looks amazingly awesome and just like the guy that we've known all these years and other times where you're just scratching your head. You know, there was a sequence in his game where uh, he drove to the basket, thought he got fouled and he didn't get back. Uh, and he was lucky that Caruso also didn't go down a court. And so but that's not what we're used to seeing from him. We're used to seeing him deal with things move on quickly and just lock in defensively. And, and I, I just think that there's been more uh, of not that Marcus smart than we're used to. And, and again, it could be the fact that, you know, again, that as Al Horford has, has pointed out, I think he pointed it out the other day and, and him and I had a conversation about it last week where not having Rob has forced them all to not have that, that blanket, if you will, of where you can make a mistake and it's not going to crush you because you got Rob. You don't have that anymore. So there's, there's a greater amount of accountability on the group as a whole defensively. And I think they've, they've been kind of up and down and meeting that challenge. And that includes the defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart.
3: Yeah, offensively, I think he leaves some production to be desired early this year, too. Obviously, the shooting percentages. Uh, we talked about the shot on Wednesday in overtime. Tough mistake, tough mental mistake for him to make in that spot. But you also have those good moments, too. The two baskets in late in the fourth quarter to help force overtime. That pass to Tatum on the final play that set up his dunk. And it was a similar thing tonight. Missing layups early, uh, you early. Know, finishing some key passing sequences uh, to end the first half. Uh, he had that nice stop and transition to begin the second half and you know there were some moments through this game where you really thought he was going to get it going tatum throwing that outlet to him throwing down the dunk and then they're pounding chess uh, but he really didn't do too much from that outside of a three late a uh, couple more misses to close the game and you know yeah again yeah you're right Sherrod, inconsistent is the exact right word to use with him like he's showing flashes of what he did last season and then other places he's making key mistakes uh, and You know, again, he's not on the floor to end this game for the most part as they're going on that great closing run.
1: Yeah, and the numbers you look at his shooting numbers for the game. He was five for ten with twelve points, which on paper looks good. Yes, but I but I don't think he had a good game offensively. He's he's had better games in this, even if the numbers maybe not suggest that. Um, There's just a lot. It just it looks there's just a lot of learning that still has to go with this team to figure out what they need to do and them doing it consistently. Because you can't play up and down like this and expect to be the last team standing in the East. just not going to work.
3: I wrote on Wednesday, this team looks, looks good to me. They don't look great yet. Like, they're close but they're not quite at that great elite. Le- like, they are scrapping it. Could, couldn't they have lost this game easily? And then we're doing the opposite show. Oh, this and that, all these different nitpicks. So you feel good that they scrapped this one out, but they haven't reached that elite level yet. It's still early, as you say, John. You're still waiting for guys to hit their strides. Uh, but so far, it feels like they're I, just kind of getting by.
0: I think they're going through the motions, and I'm actually okay with it. I really am, you know, because wow. I – I mean, no, because <laughs> Early season, John. no, I just, like I said, I, I really do believe in it. It's a long season. You're seeing enough things going well. Like to me, I like, you know, and I use this analogy all the time. Like, you know, it, with my golf, like when I play golf, I don't care how I score. Sometimes I just want to know that I'm making clean contact and the rest will work itself out. I like enough of what I see here with them playing with space, uh, you know, with pace and space with them, um, you know, uh, you know, the offense looking better, having more contributions off the bench, the Brogdon thing where you see the ingredients there, and you're like, I like the overall ingredients of this team. Uh, you know, you're just assuming that they'll be able to, you know, kind of turn up that defensive uh intensity when you have to, and when you get Rob back and be a more complete team, but I like enough of what I'm seeing, and I'm not seeing enough like red flags warning signs like the defense isn't great but i absolutely think it's fixable so that that's why i'm not it's hard to overreact to one game versus versus the other you know
1: and it's a competitive
0: east as you said right now when they're not complete when they don't have rob um you know these games against cleveland's and the chicago's they're going to be really tough games you know you might you know, think the Celtics are in the top two or three in the Eastern Conference when all is said and done. They might be. But again, you're, you're, these are all tough games. And look, it, it, it never stops. You got Miami, you got Philly, you got two two against Chicago, two against Cleveland. These are good teams. Uh, they'll play some cupcakes, too. Uh, and, and that'll and, you know, that'll help even things out. You need a few of those games. You need your Wizards. You need your Orlando's, even though that wasn't an easy game.
3: Yep, and uh, good good bounce back game from Joe. We talk about the late substitutions. I thought timeouts flying a little bit more in this one. Uh, Some yep,
0: we mentioned that
3: challenge a challenge as well, not a successful one. But there are games where you look at it and say, why not just use one, right? If you're wasting these timeouts anyway, just throw a challenge. This one
0: made sense. Uh, This one made sense. Uh, We're gonna quickly show you guys here. This is uh, Jason Tatum almost getting killed in the post game. Here, check it out. It's, it's basically paper. <laughs> uh, he was never really at risk. It's, yeah, right. Wow.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. It's not like yeah. a plate of glass falling on somebody at a hockey game. Uh, everyone no, was no. very
3: concerned though i was looking up from my laptop i'm like whoa 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 i thought yeah, the room was gonna explode or something yeah i
0: know <laughs> <It's> okay um <laughs> anyway we got another one tomorrow and these guys are up and out uh heading to new york i know bobby is i know josue is Sherrod was on the fence i'm not sure what's going on Sherrod, you're sitting this one out sitting this one out good good guy good boy load management
1: load management Al Al for plan
0: Yeah. So we'll be back. and I will cover it. We'll be back for another one tonight. We did not get into Kyrie Irving and I think we're just going to skip Kyrie Irving. Um, even though, uh, whatever, we're just going to skip it. Uh, we did plenty on it. Um, and that's that, but, uh, the only the only interesting wrinkle here is uh, everything got really quiet on the Ime Udoka front, uh, and I'm wondering if uh, how much what's gone on here uh, recently with the Nets has changed that dynamic. It would be really interesting to me if the Celtics mourned Udoka's loss. If Missoula was like, finally, I don't have to worry about this guy hanging over my shoulder. Wick thinking like, fuck, God, I get, I got, I'm, I'm free of this. I get my money back, and Ime's like. I'm all set. I'm just gonna stay suspended. You guys, let me know when I can come back. All right. Uh, It'll kind of, it'll be a little interesting if that's what happens. I'm just gonna chill here. It's just a suspension. I'll be back next year, right, guys? Yeah, just wait. And Bobby Manning asking the tough questions in the pregame, and I applaud it, Joe. Uh, considering the head coach is going to be coaching elsewhere. Um, have you had received any word on whether or not they're going to remove that interim tag? Um, and he's like, Nope, still interim. And again, Odoka is not official. It's possible that they will remove that interim tag. Um, if Ime actually is gone and it, it, it's a formality, but I do wonder, uh, what do you guys think? I
1: think they it- I, I, th- I, I think, yeah, if he goes, I think they'll 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 work something out with Joe. I, they, every Everything I've seen and heard indicates that they love the job that he's doing. They love uh, his potential to grow. And I think, you know, for those of us on the outside looking in, when you look at how he coached his very first game and you look at what he did tonight, there's an undeniable growth that we've seen. Uh, I, I love the fact that, you know, this is the Chicago team that they played twice. And when you look at the job he did the second time compared to the first without question, He was better. And that if you're the Celtics, you already have a team that is in many ways built when healthy, when fully healthy, built to compete for a championship. And you have a coach who's getting better as time moves on. That's a good combination if you're the Boston Celtics.
3: Yep. And I've heard similar charade. I think they're enamored with Joe. I think they want to retain him have him going in the future as their head coach Uh, they love the job he's doing so far Uh, he's had pretty free reign on minutes game plans uh, you know approaches you know sometimes even you know i think necessarily driving his own path on on minutes and things that they're trying early on so uh he's he's admitting as he said in that pregame presser that John mentioned he's making mistakes he's leaning on players he's leaning on his coaching staff he's not even i think married to this timeout thing that we've complained about at certain points as you see he can be flexible with it tonight and he ended up
0: calling i think six of them, I, so that's one thing I'll yeah. give him credit for i like the uh, experimentation here i who would have thought a coach a new coach w- would 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 you know, have the guts to play non Tatum, non Brown lineups ever. And he went to them a couple different times and everyone's like, Oh my God, but he did it. That takes some confidence. Um, you know, what he did again tonight, not bringing smart back into the game there. Yeah. Um, that's also something, uh, he's not afraid to experiment. He's tried. He's tried the, he's tried, uh, you know, uh, you know, double big. He's tried bringing Cornette, I mean, uh, bringing uh, 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 Griffin into the lineup. He's tried Vonley in Spurts. He had Vonley as the first guy off the bench. He's the first big off the bench to start the year. And now he's buried again. So he's adapting on the fly. I think that's actually pretty impressive.
2: That's a sign of a good coach. You know?
0: That's good because uh, it, it'd be really easy to get paralyzed, right? And just be like, I'm going to play my guys and I'm going to get my rotations and we're going to really hammer this home because that's what matters. You know, that easily could have been the case. He's not doing that.
3: Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pull up the numbers right now. They've scored two Oh five with Tatum off. Their opponents have scored 184. Impressive stuff.
0: That's impressive to find that right mix. That's great.
3: Yeah. I I mean, they they would, they would, size without Tatum last year. Remember that they obviously played a super thin rotation, no bench. I mean, how, how thin of a thin ice was that bench on if Neesmith came in or Tice or any one of those guys, it they was freaking out brutal.
0: And, and the, the Jalen only lineups were not enough to carry, you know, like it, it was when Tatum was off, they were bad. Yeah. So, uh, so the, uh, the offense, the offense would just absolutely stagnate. So, again, credit to Joe on that stuff. Like we said, game tomorrow against the Knicks. Uh, we'll be back with some semblance of a post-game show. As we said, Joe Sway and Bobby both heading down there again. Support our sponsors, please. We really do appreciate it when you do. It keeps the lights on here for us. Athleticgreens.com/garden for a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. Again, Athletic Greens, one-stop shopping, supplement 75 vitamins and minerals. Get your body right. One scoop and a cup of water to start your day, and that's all you need. Uh, no need for a million different supplements, vitamins, and pills. Just get your AG1. You Athleticgreens.com garden. Check it out. Once again, the Celtics Beat the Bulls, get back in the wind column 123 119. All of these clowns are at the garden, so they got to pack it up and head home. Uh, I am home, so
2: man, they almost I'm, packed
0: me in with the stands. Yeah, they're getting ready for Bruins out there, so I protect. Make sure Amit's okay, guys. Go check on Amit. Uh, Amit? Thanks to him, Amit, videographer, video producer, uh, down at the uh, garden right now, helping those guys out, of course. Shout out to Tim Shields, our producer of this show, uh, in the back, working it. Yep, what's up, Tim? Uh, Working the graphics, doing a lot of different things for us behind the scenes. We appreciate uh, both of you guys tremendously. Thank you guys for watching. We love you all. We will see you tomorrow night. Take care.